Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MinaAF for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Welcome to Mina AF, you guys. I hope you had a lovely Monday. Welcome to Tuesday. Uh, We've been talking for a while about doing a follow-up episode on the grief one because really all we got to in the grief episode was explaining why you're sad. Right. (laughs) Lots of people have passed. There's been a lot of loss. And then it was kind of all, I think, could be emotionally handled for the episode. Yeah, I think that when you and I first kind of discussed doing this, it was at least two episodes. Yeah. Yes. So thank you to everybody who listened, uh, messaged, either myself or Mina. I know I got hundreds of messages. I tried my best to uh, reply to each of those. And I know it meant a lot to a lot of people. And I'm happy that we can help. So since uh, I think like a good place to start is since the last time we all spoke with you guys on the podcast about the grief episode, I, we, you know, we discussed that there's like, we have a therapist that we speak to, Steve speaks to regularly, but since then, um, added to that, like a, a grief specialist therapist. Yeah. It was a, it was like the coldest day we've ever had here. I think it was probably, I don't know, probably January and you we're getting some car work done and needed to borrow my Jeep. And I had a chiropractor appointment. Mm-hmm. Certainly could have Ubered, I suppose. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk. I'm going to get some sun on my face. Terrible decision once I was like five minutes into it. Because uh, <laughs> it was cold It was so cold. But I just was like uncontrollably crying. And I just thought to myself, like, there has got, like, I've got to get. There's got to be a better something. way. So, you know. Like anything else, any other problem, went to uh, Google and uh, kind of picked like the top rated uh, grief counseling center um, in Indianapolis and surrounding areas. 
And thankfully, the process was super simple. Shot an email out. Somebody called me and was like, yes, there's, um, you know, Miss Bethea is based out of Indy. Um, she, you know, this is kind of her schedule. And um, I wanted our first interaction to be in person. And it was, and I got like a super good vibe. Because you got like the virtual option. Yeah, the, well, there was an option of like a virtual um, meeting. And I, so we met in person. It was, everything was great. And kind of since then, we've been doing uh, bi-weekly uh, virtual appointments. And I actually had mm -hmm. one today. Yes, right before this. Right before this. Yeah. And Hot so I think kind of uh, a, to pull in some of the questions that we got, that might even be a good place to start because it's a lot of people are wondering like how to help someone that is going through the grieving yeah. process. Like obviously – I lost all the people that you lost yeah. as well, but it it is different. It just is. It was like your- well, It's different for everybody. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it's your blood family and though you have a bunch of people around you still that love you, it's just different. And so when Steve started the grief counseling, what I said was, you know, I like fully support that. I'm really happy for you. If there's a point that it makes sense and you would like me to join, I would love to because- you know, it's not dealing with any of this stuff. Emotions, period. Good or bad is not my strong suit. Yeah, it was nice when you popped in. Yeah. yeah so, I, you know, I kind of have like some tools that, that her and I like that she has recommended. Because, um, again, I just want to be able to, you know, since we do have this platform, I do want to be able to help people out there. Because like mm -hmm. every single message I got was something about their personal experience. Yeah. Right? So. Uh, I've written down all of like the tools that her and I work on, but if you want to start with some questions, I'm fine with that. No, I think that, I mean, that was, that's just kind of one of the like overarching ones is how to support someone. Cause like I said, even though we both went through the grief, uh, I am much better for better or worse at like compartmentalizing my feelings and feel like I need to be there more for you and like support you and your feelings and your grief. Yeah. So being able to, you know, if it is a person that has, you know, a best friend that lost someone or, you know, it's not there, like they're trying to support someone else and how to do that in a way. And I think it is different for everyone, but just saying like, hey, I'm here. I know you're struggling when you're ready or if, if whenever that is like, I'm here for you. I'd love to figure out what I can do to help. Yeah. And that's kind of how I approached it with your sessions with Myths Bethea is like, you know, you guys obviously – want to get a rapport, figure some stuff out right. when you're ready, when it makes sense, like in, invite me in at that point yeah. we get to it yeah. um, so I can be learned some stuff Yeah, too. and you know, for anybody that's kind of like been in therapy, it's just, you know, I think you typically get anywhere between 45 minutes and 50 minutes or so and it just goes by so, so incredibly fast. fast. Yeah. You say like six words and it's like, well, time's up. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's kind of, I just feel like that's kind of how our particular session was. It was yeah. like dove into like a cup, just like the background. And it was like, okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, now that we'll meet again it's in like episode weeks. one of the grief podcast. Right. Yeah. I mean, my question was, and why I wanted to wait a couple weeks as well to do our kind of follow up episode is while we love Marla, who's our therapist that right. you've seen, that I've seen, that we've seen, like what is, down. yeah, what that's is the, first thing I said. the difference? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like my first notes because I do love Miss Moses is that like I have a wonderful therapist 
for kind of like day-to-day stuff, but she just doesn't have necessarily the tools in her toolbox for grief specifically. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to find a you know a counseling service that has somebody specialized in grief counseling. Yeah, like going to any doctor. Like, yeah. okay, I went to my family practitioner and right. they said, I might have a problem with my eye. I'm not going to keep seeing them. I'm going to go to someone who specializes in eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like in my head, I was I was figuring some things out. I was like, okay, this person is probably have had some loss. Mm-hmm. They were maybe a therapist before, a general therapist, and probably went back to school to get like a grief counseling mm-hmm. That's essentially what... (laughs) That's what her story is? Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, the empathy and sympathy is there. I guess I'll just start crying now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just keep your mouth close to your microphone while you cry. (laughs) So, like, today we were talking and she was telling me um, with Easter coming up. Yeah. Easter 2023 coming up, she was like, you know, do you guys do traditions that your family did and I was like yes we do um I'm very lucky in the sense that like Mina is it's kind of like open to what yeah whatever whatever. it's not strict about things so she was telling me the story about her mom and I just started crying because she's lost her mom and I let she you know she told her 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 whole story and she finished and I'm trying my best like I am now to uh to whatever you call this and she's like well, you know, something clearly struck something with you, and I want you to talk about it. And I said, I don't like that for you. I, you know, I like you as a person, and it hurts me that you've experienced that with your mom. And I think that, um, you know, sympathy is really powerful. And I don't like seeing people cry. <laughs> yeah. I don't like seeing people hurt and I could see her hurt and I just started crying. So yeah, sorry. That was a little side note, I suppose about Miss Bethea and I like her a lot. No, I think that's good to, I mean, a good, easy, like, okay, this is something that has helped. Like you're not going to maybe like hit the jackpot with the first person you try to talk to or the second. So like be open to that. And you guys, you were lucky that you did feel a connection very early on. And while your like general therapist is still lovely, yeah, you're still struggling with grief, right? But to kind of backtrack a little bit on how I think your your what you were saying, maybe a comment or a question was like, how can a partner of somebody? Yeah. So Miss Bethay and I have been working on like some tools. Obviously, like writing down your feelings is super helpful for the for the person. But the next thing I wrote down was, uh, you know, she was like, I know that you work out. I know that's part of like your your career. But post-workout, you know, what are you doing? You know, you just working from the kitchen island all day. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like uh, a little bit. Not Especially really getting work. out of the house. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. She was like, okay, well, you got to get out of the house. You got to move. You got to get some sunlight. And so I think a partner – can help with that right so like encourage that well encourage that but also like go on a walk with me yeah now that the weather is getting a little bit nicer um you abandoned us on our walk last night two nights nights ago ago, but uh that's fine i'd already 
It already walked. on a walk. Walked. Okay. <laughs> I mean, by six o'clock, I've already, hopefully I've already done it. Yeah. Um, but also like change of scenery that she talked about with you and I mm-hmm. was, okay, well go to Mina's office and work or. Whatever your bubble is, people get stuck in it and then it's like this depression bubble that gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then you never want to leave it and then it keeps getting smaller. So her, what she I think was trying to get across is like, yeah, no, you like particularly you coming from a job in sales where you're talking to people all day, every day, obviously like COVID made that weird, but now you are, most of your communication is just online. Like you don't have to actually see anyone ever. You don't actually have to leave the house ever. Right. And you were getting to a point. The question she asked, which I think was enlightening and something that would be helpful for people to ask themselves or their the person they care about, is she asked you, like, okay, you're not leaving the house. It, do you do you not care? Do you not want to like? There's so little left in <laughs> yeah. you that you don't want to get up and get out of the house. And that's not where you were yet. <laughs> you remember my response? Well, I don't can't remember. I was like, well, I shower if that's what you're asking. Oh, yes. Like, do you want to get up? Do you want to get out <laughs> yeah. of bed? Do you want to like do things yeah. during the day? And for a lot of people, their depression gets right. so bad that they aren't. Yeah, that's why. And I, so I think she was trying to gauge where you were. Like, right. I get up and shower, but I don't really want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. But that's because you're OCD and can't not be clean. Right. I work. I work out. I work. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a shower around there. Yeah. But yeah, I do think just to retouch is i think like change of scenery whether whether that's like an hour or whatever that means for you listeners out there i think it's really important because i've been doing that and it really helps another thing that she said on that uh session was she was like well how are you tracking your day Mm -hmm. and i was you know just kind of like well it's just kind of in my head right now i used to use a mirror that was in my gym and write down what i needed to do and that lasted for like a week she was like okay I want you to buy a daily uh, physical calendar, like a a, a day book. Mm-hmm. And I want you like the day, either like the week before or a couple days before, I want you to like plan your days out. And I've been doing that every day. It's super helpful. And I think- Just again, so you have like, this is what I'm looking forward to. Like, I like making yeah. lists just so I can check things off Exactly. Of I think, and there's something about them being on paper that's different. Yeah. I don't know why. I think when you cross that, Son of a gun off. You're like I success. Think you feel, yeah, I success. Think you feel good. Success. Yeah, yeah. And for Each people time. like me and you, um, when there's like an open one at the end of the day, you're kind of like, does that get moved to tomorrow or can I knock it out today? Yeah. Unfortunately, I think a lot of times that gets left for the yeah. tomorrow. But um, well, and I think I can't remember the name of it, but like there's the psychological. principle like why we've got a walking desk treadmill here like just physically moving your body forward helps your brain move forward and like get unstuck so whether it's grief or you got in a fight with a partner or your kids are like you're about ready to punch them in the face and you need to like moving your body helps your brain process through all those kind of tough emotions and helps clarify things Yeah. yeah yeah for sure I think that's huge. Just moving forward, everybody. Her and I were talking today about some more, some additional tools to, to kind of implement. And uh, like I said, this one is definitely going to be hard for me ongoing, like for the rest of my life, probably. Mm-hmm. And for anybody out there that can relate is to uh, write a goodbye letter. What? Yeah. What? What's the What's the benefit of that? Like what, I guess explain that a little more. So it's like all the things that you weren't able to say. Yeah. 
Oh, like so two like year closure. Yeah. Two year period. I thought you were saying like a goodbye letter to the people that are alive <laughs> if you die. Oh, no, 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 no. Jesus uh, Christ. Goodbye letter to like Steph. To Steph, your mom, your dad. Yeah, Drew. True, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like, uh, you know, as she, she was talking about today, she was like, you know, of course, there was times in our life where our, the relationship was where I was upset at her or whatever, mm -hmm. just like any other uh, child adult relationship. And she was like, I just wish that I could like go back and apologize. Yeah. So I thought that was really powerful and really like a great idea. Again, I'm not sure if I'll be able to start that anytime terribly soon, but I would like to get to that. But uh, kind of coinciding how we kind of started talking about this. I love when my voice is real nasally and stopped <laughs> up. Was I was telling her that recently specifically recently and i tell you about like 50 percent of the time yeah where i'm like gosh like two things happened today and i like physically picked up my phone to text steph yeah because her and i would text all the time yeah or my dad because when once my mom passed my dad and i were texting like all the time all the time <laughs> just to make sure he was like eating yes <laughs> Sally took good care of him and yeah. he did not know yeah. how to take Which care of himself very night, well. So she was like, I think that's a great idea. Just pick up your phone and text them. You know, you don't have to hit send. Or you can. Or you can. You might get like John that. who now has yeah. that phone number and be like, new phone, yeah. who this? Uh, yeah, you can hit send. Yeah. And then maybe it's like a really nice grandma that lost her grandson. Yeah. And you can be like, hey, my name's Steve. Can I text you when I'm sad? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. Be very. Yeah. It's very like um, notebook-esque kind of. I never saw it. There's no notebook. Well, not Isn't notebook. Is that terribly surprising? I, it's more like the the author of the book, uh -huh. like who writes all those books. Nicholas Sparks. It's very Nicholas Sparks-esque yeah. story. Like, you know, you text your deceased sister and a sweet old grandma who, you know, had nothing left to live for gets it. Yeah. You guys befriend each other and uh, da, yeah. da 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 Very Nicholas yeah, Sparks. Yeah, there's, there's a story every year that I see on Instagram about this uh, kid who, like, called his grandma. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was the wrong person though and the sweet lady answered and he was like well i don't have anywhere to go for thanksgiving and she was like well come on over oh yeah and they've been doing it for like 10 years now Aww. so again to like help anybody who is looking for it i think like you know that the text message thing is a really good idea yeah yeah and then she knows that i like to write obviously she kind of picked up on that. She was like, I, I just have a feeling you like to write, you know? I was like, I do. I just don't. If I have, if I know that I have like a, a two hours of time in my day, I'll, I'll maybe do some writing. It, although you only need three minutes. If I have three minutes, I'm not going to use that. Yeah. But she was like, maybe this is a good like book idea where it's just all of the things that like you wish you could have texted. Yeah. So not, not saying I'm going to like, write a book or anything but i think when i do go to pick up my phone to text i'm gonna maybe start doing it in like my notes or something yeah do you have a, any questions you <laughs> want addressed while i like, um, collect myself i think yeah i think a good one um is someone had asked um how to help someone going through the grief process when they're not open about it and i think that's 
super challenging because. So how do you help somebody that doesn't want your help? Well, you can't really, right? Right. Yeah, you can't. But I think the like a a good option if you have someone that like you know is struggling or you think is struggling or you like maybe they even haven't had a loss but they're grieving because uh-huh. you know depression or whatever it is. I think well, across the board, like even talking like infertility stuff, like yeah. hey, I don't know exactly what you're going through, and I don't know if I would be able to relate to it, but you're a person I care about, and I'm here for you if you ever want to talk. Like just. And I don't think maybe just doing that once, not that you need to like poke someone every day, but. I think as you mentioned earlier, or maybe it was just my session, uh, <laughs> everybody grieves differently. Yeah. Every single person grieves differently, right? So, but imagine how the conversation would have gone if you came to me and you were like, hey, you need to go start seeing a grief counselor. Yeah. That's not helpful. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, because it feels like it has I, to be that person's will and want and desire. I think. Well, and I think a suggestion's not bad, but if you suggest something to someone and they're not ready for it, it can go haywire. Like no, but I was talking about you specifically, so it wouldn't be a suggestion. <laughs> oh, it'd be like no, we need to solve this. Here's <laughs> yeah. how you can solve it. Why aren't you listening to me on right. how to solve yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, and it's super hard though from being on the other side, like seeing someone you care about. Yeah. In pain, not like you aren't living your full life. Like you, I can see you like searching for like purpose and meaning and feeling like you're not succeeding at finding it because there were these four people who like were such a big part of how you defined yourself and your purpose and what brought you meaning in life. And for that to change. I think it's a weird dynamic and probably feels really weird because you have all these things that should be enough to replace that. Yeah. You have two beautiful kids, you have a wife, you've got a good job, we've got a great house, so we yeah. you know, we've got people that love us, but nothing's going to replace that. Right. But I think the internal struggle of I shouldn't be sad because I have so much. It's like it that's not fair. Yeah. Um well, Yeah, I mean I've definitely made some changes in my life in the last nine months to actually more like two years mm-hmm. or more yeah with school and everything where i am making changes missy <laughs> to be you're talking more, to me yeah what are you sassing me for what did i say <laughs> you were like nothing doesn't matter no uh, I, I don't i don't need to know maybe it was i misunderstood you so I do. I do know what you mean. I, I see what you mean, and I think sometimes uh, the feeling of uh, being mad and being sad are hard to mm-hmm. to separate. Well, and I think sometimes when you're sad, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small, that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful, really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AF. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You specifically, I don't mean like general, I don't know if, I think we all could tend to do it, but can get mad because you're not understood. Yeah. Like I'm not understanding. I'm not getting it. I'm not like seeing where you're coming from. Right. And then it's frustrating and maddening sometimes because it's like, just, just effing understand this. Like, this is what happened. This is what I need. And I think- so full disclosure, Steve and I had a bit of a tiff where we were just not very happy with each other for a few days. And the reason it kind of is coming back to me now is because part of the conversation was that I think you need more from me yeah. and I don't have anything. Well, not for you, but like, because, you know, we're all raised so differently and you were raised in a much different environment. And while it's weird, because it's like, with it, with the kids, it's like you don't have to – it wasn't something I needed to be taught, like how to be a parent necessarily. It's like you have them, they're made from you, and it's this like instinctual thing on how to like care for them and love them and meet their needs. Whereas this adult situation where we've chosen our partners and I've chosen you, that's well, something yeah. that's so hard for me because I wasn't really – taught that yeah well i think that just goes to biology right so we're like wired in as parents Mm -hmm. as uh uh, humans yeah and also we're wired in to live to be 30 (laughs) and not have a mate for 60 years yeah that's not a thing that's only a thing in the last yeah couple hundred years i mean we're talking about tens of thousands of years where it was like Okay, I'll be with you for another like three years. Yeah, you're probably gonna, you're get, gonna get, get eaten, eaten by a lion fine. anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So. But it's it's frustrating and it's hard for me because like Jack's sad or Charlie falls. Like I feel like I know what to do, just like instinctually I know what to do, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to love you like the right way. Yeah, well, I think that and Miss Bethea, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but we did talk about that a little bit today, and it was just like validation and feeling loved. Yeah. A lot of times that can start with a place of like uh, physical touch. Yeah. Right. So just like rubbing your back or rubbing your arm. Yeah. And I said, full disclosure, Mina did come into our bedroom this morning and say, Do you want to snuggle, snuggle for, for three? For, I, I said, like, Do you want to snuggle for three minutes? Oh, and it lasted <laughs> 90 seconds. Yeah. Like Jack came in. And, but, you know, and I told her, I was like, Look, we've had the conversation months ago where it was like, I just, it just is frustrating when rubbing your arm can turn into something that I'm not looking for at the moment, mm-hmm. but can turn into that quickly for you. And I was like, cool, I get it. Mm-hmm. I won't let that happen where it's like, hey, do you want to snuggle for two minutes? Or 
I'm understanding that that just means so, snuggle for two minutes. So a little bit of background, we what we were talking about, about was like, I don't engage like snuggling a lot because it's like all the funny Instagram stories where like husband sees me changing from across the room, you know, yeah. immediately, immediately at sex where it's like, I would love to snuggle, but if I reciprocate any of the snuggling, then we're automatically going all the way. And it's like, no, I just wanted to snuggle right yeah. now. So yeah, that's but, the conversation that we had, yeah. you guys internally about okay, like what's our, what's our word or what happens uh-huh. when you're like, okay, yeah, that's the green light versus yeah. let's, let's actually just like be with each other and around each other and snuggling. Yeah, but it, would you agree or disagree that I'm really good with like rubbing your arm? 100%. Okay. You are you are way like- It's uh, not hard. No, but like <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, we actually had a rule and the rule has fallen away, uh-huh. but Steve was only allowed to- he sees it as, you know, sweetly rubbing my back, but I see it as waking me up in the morning. So uh-huh. I was like, you're only allowed to do it one day a week. Yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> I really need my sleep. Yeah, but that was in the middle of the night. I'm talking about like in, before we go to bed or when yeah. we wake up. Yeah. Uh, you still get your back rubbed mm-hmm. and your arms rubbed. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's not hard. Yeah. It's I think validation. we both like... You do it to me because you want me to do it to you. That's not true. I well, think you would like it. I know like that it. you like your back rubbed. Yes. <laughs> well, that's why I do it. If I'm not sleepy. I want you to touch me sometimes, but not move your hand. I don't want your hand to be on me. Okay. Well, we're but when you're off. moving, it keeps me awake. Gotcha. We're, we're getting off track, getting guys. Track. This has gone from a grief part two to therapy <laughs> session. Well, you know. Keeping it real. Yeah. They're all kind of. It all is Feelings are involved here, but. Um, I did write something down that she said today that I uh, thought was uh, important to discuss. And it was uh, no real amount of time for grief, right? There's no Mm-mm. like real amount where, and I think, I think sometimes you hear stories and people, maybe it's on Instagram and will comment and be like, you're not over that yet or yeah, something like that. And it's just like, you know, you have to give yourself the grace because it forever it's super cliche, but you never get over it. You just get used to. Yeah, you just get used to the pain. Yeah. And it gets more manageable because you're used to it. It's like exposure therapy. Yeah, and she, and then she also very quickly said, but you you have to you still have to move forward. Yeah. So I think like learning how to give yourself grace is not giving yourself grace to stay put. Yeah. Move forward uh and also find ways to involve the people that you've lost in your life with your current life. Mm-hmm. I think that's that was helpful too, mm-hmm. which we do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, so I think <laughs> she was like, "Does your because you know Sally was a good cook and liked to cook?" And <laughs> she asked you if I cook. No, 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 no. Okay. no she was like, "Do you?" make any of the food that your mom did. And I was like, well, you, you have to understand that I'm a licensed nutritionist and weight so management specialist. So Sally didn't yeah, really cook Yeah, I was like, Sally food. used like whipped cream. She made pecan pie chocolate. Yeah, pe- yeah exactly. <laughs> pecan pie with Let's extra. add some chocolate yeah. to it. So I was like, you know, she wasn't overweight or anything because she, she barely even ate what she would no. cook, which I don't think is terribly uncommon. But I was like, you know, she was the type of, she cooked with her heart too. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, me, I'm like, okay, we're having chicken breast, vegetables, and rice yeah. Monday through Thursday. Like eating to live. Sunday through <laughs> Thursday, yeah. And then she also said different times call for different things. So, like, not every situation. 
in that process is going to like feel the same. Look the same. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah. And those are all the notes that I have. So if you want to talk about some of the questions. I did. I had a a question that I did read on your Instagram. It was how, how do you guys or how do you address this with your children? Yeah. How do you handle, um, there were two of them. So it was, how do you explain grief to your kids? And then another one that kind of tied in was how do you handle parenting when you are having like a harder grief day and Uh, then, you know, and can the kids sense something? Yeah. 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 Which I think, you know, the whole kids sensing things too is, is across the board. It's not just like if it's a bad grief day, it's a, it's a bad us day. It's a bad work day. And how much of that, because I think about this a lot, how much of that do we want the kids to see versus shield them from? Because I want our kids to have a range of emotions that they see as acceptable, but I also, because they're young, don't want to scare them with too much emotion. Finding that line. and I like to do Jack's bedtime. Yeah. And my dad did too. I'm going to cry talking about Jack's bedtime. (laughs) Well, it just makes me sad for him sometimes. Um, Sometimes when I read to him, I get sad because it just takes me back. Yeah. And especially when I read the book, uh, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Yeah. (laughs) That's some deep shit. Yeah. What did if Jack you say? Read that, what did read Jack it. say when you were reading it the other night and you started crying? It was a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's kind of what that's the story I was just about to okay. tell. So if that happens and I get a little, I try like super hard to just keep myself composed. I, I don't mind showing my emotions, but like yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> roll around in a ball. Yeah. But he, you know, he's like to the point now to kind of answer the question. He almost he like he'll put his hand on me and be like, do you miss your mom? Yeah. He said that the other night. Because when you were, I, what and you I told said, me- no, your mom's just being an a-hole. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, if you missed me. No, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he said, do you miss your mom? Talking uh-huh. about Sally. And I did. Mm-hmm. As a joke, just now I said, no, your mom was just being an a-hole. Yeah. But what he said when you were reading it and jokes you, he are so said, much better you when miss- you have to explain them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so confused. You're crying. You're making jokes. We're laughing. I'm having trouble reading the room. But he, when you were reading the boy, the mole, the horse, the thing, oh, the thing, close. the thing, yeah. and you started crying and he asked while you were sad and you said, I miss my dad. And he said, it's okay. Like something oh, to like, it's geez. okay. You'll see him. Oh, my God. God what did he say? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this might be hard for me to repeat, but uh, I said, you know, buddy, I just miss my dad. Just makes me miss my dad. And he said, it's okay, dad. He put his hand on my back and he said, you'll see him again someday soon in heaven. And I said, yeah, but you know, I've got a long life to live still here with you and your sister and your mom. And he said something like, yeah, I know, but then I'll join you in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Which is super hard for you and I. I mean, I was raised Catholic, but we're not really practicing. No. And Jack right now is in a parochial school for kind of like this pre-K. So he's been there a year. Yeah. And that that is what they teach. And I'm I have no no problem at all. Like, I think the only thing I want for our kids is for them to learn about all different kinds of religions and belief systems and figure out what makes sense for them. But I get why that's like – 
whatever you believe in, believing in something is comforting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what's hard for you is because you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I like, don't I know. would feel great if I was so confident that they were in this this place yeah, that yeah, I yeah. know, and then I know I'll see them again. That was and what I was. That's probably what I struggle with the most. Um, in one, in our first meeting with Miss Bethea, she said, "Are you religious?" And I said, "No, but I wish I was." Yeah. <laughs> I admire and envy people that that are. Uh, because they're very definitive in yeah. their beliefs. And I was just like, I just am more, I, just I hate know. to say this, but I'm just more science driven. I'm, 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 ba I'm basically a scientist at this point. You <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> it I just, the science just doesn't. It's a leap. You have to have yeah, the faith. You believe because you that's have the faith. That's why it's called faith, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that. I mean, you're, like you said, much more. Like okay, what's the evidence I can uh, across the board, not yes, just about religion? Of like, course. okay, yes. I don't health, want to upset anybody. These are the factors for health. Okay, this is how I can be healthy. I'll yes. do A plus B. I'll get C. That is a known. Right. And the unknowns are very hard. So yes. the fact that at four years old, that Jack felt so, it wasn't even a thought. It's like, I oh no, it. this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I loved it. It makes me happy for him. Yeah, yes. Because of there's no need to feel sad if if that's if that's what you believe. Right. And I think that is a big question for you. Is like, well, I'm so sad because I just, I just don't know. And you know, please don't anyone like, yeah, we don't you know, mean this troll us on like religion, and you should yeah. just believe. Like, totally get all that. Everyone's different. Just if you're listening, hopefully you're a live and let live type person, anyways. But I think what we've really tried to do is be open with the kids about like it's okay to be sad and crying and. You know, you see, it, we'll show them pictures of Rick yeah. and Sally and uh -huh. Steve, and we've got the family wedding picture on the wall. And, you know, it's not like we come home every day and we're like, do you remember? This is Rick. This is right. Sally. This is Steph. But when they come up and when like our old picture books, when there's a picture of your dad holding Jack when he's tiny, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's you when you were little and uh -huh. you met. That was, that was Steve's dad. And uh -huh. he's just getting to the age where he understands like that I had my mom is not your mom is not his right, mom. Right, 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 right. And understanding like who Rick and Sally and Steph and I don't think we've talked too much about Drew are. It's been a while. But yeah. they definitely can sense when things are off, whether it's grief or being upset. Like <laughs> I'm sure the kids have done it to both of us because we probably say it, but you know, why is dad cranky today? Why is mom being cranky today or whatever it is? Like they pick up on all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so of I course. think showing them all the range makes sense but just you know kind of dumbing down what they see on the really intense yeah. emotions until they get older yeah of course and you know my mom uh she kind of classified herself as like spiritual instead of religious mm -hmm. and um you know her dad was in the navy <clears throat> and uh back then that'll make you religious yeah <laughs> yeah it's like what I say with like death row inmates. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to I'd find. I'd be finding some Jesus too. Yeah. So back then, you know, World War II, I think you better find some Jesus. And so her dad always used to say to her, you know, I'm not able to get to a church or a temple or whatever it is, whenever I want to pray. So I just pray wherever. Mm -hmm. And I think he kind of like instilled that into my mom. And so my mom was like, you know, I can just pray at you the kitchen table. Be... Yeah. 
I can go in the woods. She always used to say, I don't know why she would, I can go in the woods and pray. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah, could do that okay. too. <laughs> so yeah, to go back to the question, I think uh, just being open and honest with the kids at, a, at, a, at the appropriate age, right? Like we haven't really talked to Charlie about it because she's still sticking her finger in her butthole and smelling it. Yeah, but... she literally shoved a Pokemon in her butt the other day. And <laughs> it's so funny. It was the funniest thing in the world. But Jack, I think they'll let you know when they're ready. And I yeah. think he did. And I also just want to say that I'd sent him an email the next day because we've created we email accounts for the email kids. accounts for our children. Steve's going to make me look so fucking bad when can our children are adults. Yes, I can curse. Oh, fuck yeah. He's going to make me look so bad when our kids, like we share the password with them and then there's like literally a letter every or an email every day from Steve. And then there's a random photo dump of me like once every three months. Well- is that Again. me making you feel bad? That is no, it's you making me look bad. Oh, I, see I don't feel. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My kids you. are gonna be. Our kids are gonna be like, oh, I see. I'm like your dad just had more free time at that moment in life. I'll get. I'll catch up, but I won't. I won't catch up because that's not. Well, I'm to, not good at that. To be full transparent here, I've probably only sent three emails a piece. Really? I try to balance. I, it I don't seem want... like there's a lot. Well, no. So I emailed Jack the next day. It took me, I mean, I cried the whole entire time. Didn't necessarily help that I had Adele on. uh, (laughs) Listening to Adele while you're writing this sad letter to your future son. But I think sometimes that helps bring out like the raw emotion. Yeah. You can't listen to. uh, Corn. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Well, that's a really good example. Yeah. Listening to corn while writing a. Nice heartfelt email to your son just doesn't Not do the so trick much. like Adele. So no. I wrote him an email and basically just like told him exactly what he said. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, don't, you know, don't lose that. Yeah. Aww. He won't. He's a sweet boy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I mean, that really kind of put a bow on those. I think the only other thing was how it's, when we've touched on it a little bit, like how the grief changes over the years and how you cope with it as it changes. And obviously when, you know, we were in it, because it feels like we're kind of on the other side now, which is weird, but. (laughs) Which just means something's going to come up in my brain. I know, right. But it was. I mean, Drew was an outlier. So today, you know, I'm not sure exactly when this recording will air, but probably within a couple of weeks of this. But today is the nine-year anniversary of Drew passing. Yeah. Who was Steve's – he was your brother. He was yeah. even your best friend. Like, I mean, it was it was his brother and died unexpectedly and tragically. And we hadn't even known each other a wild time. It was about a year. Time. It was about a year. <clears throat> and – We were living together. Yeah. 
And for me, it was absolutely terrifying. Not only like your immediate reaction, which was what you see in the movies, like scream, like fall to the ground, not knowing what was happening. But also like Drew was your world. And right. I was like, oh crap, I can't replace Drew. Like Drew is Drew is this thing that was like bigger than life. Yeah. And I didn't even know him that long, but he just was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I think that's it's almost apropos that, you know, it's like only the good die young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I I mean, maybe noteworthy <laughs> to talk about how early we are, early on we were in our relationship and how that grief was different than when your mom passed and then your dad and then Steph. Although those were in a very short period of time, it was significantly later in our relationship and like figuring out how to be there for each other. And with Drew, I don't know what I did or I'm sure it wasn't right or enough or. Well, that's, but that's a good point. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. I probably did some wrong things. No, I don't think so. I mean, nothing's sticking out. Uh, but I think as we talked about in the first episode, you know, it's like Northside Indie Catholics are like the thieves. thieves. So thankfully, like the whole community. You remember how it was two days yeah. of services? Yeah. Because there was that many people. Like it was mm-hmm. wild where, you know, I would have more people at my funeral if anything were to happen to me. But most of those people have passed. Yeah. <laughs> I would have eight people, but the four, four of them were passed. Yeah. So, to the fact that Drew had like two days worth of services, and mm-hmm. then we all went out to dinner afterwards, and then we all had you and I, great, you know, very. Uh, I felt that I needed to. I was like, I've got to throw a party for this dude. Yeah. Yeah, we had that big party at our house. Yeah, I've got a picture of it. Bourbon, whiskey, and pizza. Yep. That's what Drew lived on. Maybe part of why he died young, poor guy. Evan (laughs) Evan Williams was the bourbon. In episode one, I couldn't think of the bourbon that that, Uh, uh, Evan Williams is that good cheap stuff. Obviously, the evolution of the grief now that Drew's nine years out, it's just so different. So for you experiencing it and for me experiencing you experiencing it, it tends like, oh, I mean, obviously over time, like you said, it doesn't go away, but it gets more familiar yeah so it's easier to manage when it bubbles up but early on <sighs> i mean you would just start crying yeah and yeah, to have yeah, to be yeah, like yeah, hey yeah. I'm, I'm sad about xyz right and i'm sure there were lots of conversations as there has been over the years like okay when that happens like i'm a fixer like so for any of you out there that are fixers like i'm like what do i need to do how can i help like what how do i make you feel better how do i make this stop hurting and i don't think that's necessarily helpful because you can't right but being able to ask the person that's grieving, how can I be there in a way that feels supportive to you? And if that's leave me alone, then yeah. that's the answer. If it's just sit next to me but don't touch me, yeah. that's the answer. Like there's there's no wrong answer. So I think trying to communicate that to the person that you want to be there for, like, hey, if it's I need you to bring me dinner this night and not talk to me um, because talking is exhausting. Well, sorry to interject, but I have thoughts and yeah. So I think it's great having like the open line of communication. Like you do it to me with everything. If I'm sick, if I have a surgery, like a check in, you're always like, "What do you need?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, you should know what I need." (laughs) Is kind of you know we've been together for ten years. But and you also know that I shouldn't be a mind reader because your needs change. Yes, I was. uh, 
I'm somewhat making a joke, but somewhat being honest as uh-huh. well, where it's like, you know, I remember very specifically the the first time we like went, it was April, he passed. So June, we went on family vacation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was brutal for me. I felt like I had like survivor's guilt. I shouldn't be here having a good time on his birthday. Yeah. His you birthday's always yeah, his on birthday vacation. birthday's always right? when we're on vacation. So, I mean, I remember staying in bed for at at, at least an hour, like just crying. And, and you yeah. just laid next to me. And I think for me, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. But I think just having those conversations kind of when you're in the moment kind of sounds like an a-hole question. Like, what do you yeah. need? But in re- the reality of it is, is that they're just trying to see what you need. Yeah. And I think there's also, you know, if you can, if you know, if you're going through something with someone who's had loss, maybe in a moment when they're not in it, saying like, hey, yeah. the other night when you had a moment and you were in a really bad place, like when things like that happen, what is what is helpful and supportive? Yeah. So you're not asking them in the moment, which is probably just more annoying. Like, yeah. I'm crying, F off, like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we talk briefly about when Steph passed away and kind of like that day yeah. and what I did and yeah. that night? Yeah. You do mind or you No, don't I don't mind. mind. <laughs> uh, I think probably as most uh, – well, if, if you don't know, I don't do drugs or alcohol any longer. And it's almost been two years. And uh, there's a I could there's a, a list full of reasons why. Yeah. Not that there's no one Mental, specific. Emotional, yeah, yeah. Physical. There's just a list full of reasons. Uh, but when Steph passed away, it was around eleven o'clock, and uh, I mean, I called Uncle Jack, and he came up. He came down. He closed his office. Came down. We got a bottle of like 110 proof handle of bourbon mm-hmm. and sat around and felt sorry for ourselves and drank all day. Mm-hmm. And come nighttime of that, do you remember that evening? Yeah, this was 11 a.m. He was saying she passed mid-morning. Yeah. And so if anybody out there that is going through this and has done that, feel free to reach out to me um, and we can talk. I've had many phone conversations with people, but that's what I decided to do. And along with that just comes up all sorts of emotions and it was not a good night no. uh, in the Hawk house. And I just like lost it. And after obviously Uncle I, Jack left. after he left. Yeah. And I think that it was just like everything, right? It was yeah. just like everything. But it, and it was just you and me. Yeah. It was just you and I. And, I just had all these emotions from the last few years, a few months. Mm -hmm. uh, And I remember when I woke up the next morning, you said, uh, (laughs) that'll never happen again. And I remember that. And like I said, if anybody's out there struggling with that, I want you to reach out to me some way. Uh, Instagram is usually the easiest. I mean, it can... Hashtag Hawk Fit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hawk underscore fit underscore yeah. on Instagram. But 
I mean, you scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. That would have scared, I would probably would have pissed me off. I mean, not like in a, well, I'm sure it pissed you off too. Yeah. Yeah. I think using the word but like think, scared is like, I think you were mad and, and I was scared. Scared. I was scared okay. for you. I was scared for me. I was scared yeah. for any life. It was like this grand, you know, the worst experience bringing out the worst of people. But I think you 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 have a way better memory than me. But I was like that. that I just couldn't stop crying. Yeah, that can never that can't happen again. Like that scared me, and I yeah. you believed me when I said it. Yeah, and it went somewhere in your brain. Like you're right. I think I think you probably scared yourself. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have to want to be able to discontinue that type of behavior on your own. You can't be forced to do anything. And much like getting help for anything, too. Like we both have uh, alcoholism in our history. We've never personally either of us had like a drinking problem. Right. So I don't want people to think like there was like I got drunk and like beat Steve up, and so we don't drink anymore or right. anything like that. Steve made the active decision. And then I just was like, oh, well, it'll be easy for me if you're not. Right. Which um, I think we're going to do an episode on that. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully in the next but uh, what's, few weeks. But was, what I noticed kind of like, you know, surface level was it took a few months for me to be able to how to, to be yeah. able to figure out how to deal with my various emotions. Like it's a sunny day. It's happy. I want to go drink margaritas. Right. It's I a know, sad it's day. It was long. I want a glass of wine. But once I got over that like three or four month hump, yeah. it was just it was super helpful to be able to actually like see cope. my feelings clearly. Yeah, cope. Cope. So that's kind of my point is that like it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't like, oh, my God, your sister has just passed away. Your Uncle Jack, who is my homeboy that my child is named after. Uh, my son does have my dad's middle name. Mm-hmm. I just like the name Jack a little bit more. And Charlotte's middle name is Drew. And Charlotte's middle after. name is Drew. Drew. It wasn't even a Poor thought. Poor Steffi. She's the only one that well, doesn't I have a namesake, huh? Joanne. We, yeah. we talked about Joanne. Yeah. Her middle name is Joanne. Uh, spelled J-O-A-N, really. Which is Joan. Yeah, it's very confusing. Through everybody off. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't even a thought. I was just like, okay, Uncle Jack's on his way. I'm going to the liquor store. And we're going to get shmammered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And various people kind of came through the day. I know Tad was there for a little bit and it was just like, you know, you like go, you tell stories, you don't really know how to process things, but. Uh, Once they're all gone and you're just, it's just. It's just oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Then everybody empty. leaves, right? Yeah. Everybody leaves for the, for the evening and you're just left there uh, feeling alone. And I just remember like rocking and yeah. saying she's gone. Yeah. For like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Yeah, it was just Steve's sister-in-law sent a message on our group text a week or so ago, and she was looking <laughs> for videos of her her kids, and sent a video of her kids when they were little. Yeah, like two. And you don't see Steffi, but she's the one taking the video, and she's talking and playing with them outside. Yeah. And again, I'm not a crier. I was at the office when she sent it, and I was just like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, because <laughs> we don't get to hear her voice anymore. But the nice thing is, you guys. Um, so we did an episode of the show where we designed this place for stuff. Oh, yeah, it's where, where she lived. That's where she passed. And so she was on that episode and they stopped playing it for a while, like to be respectful um, and then asked to put it back in the rotation. We're like, of course, we, yeah. we like seeing that. Yeah. But the intro of every single show 
you hear stuff. Oh my you gosh. Say, I love it. I love it. I love it. And it makes me sad. It makes me happy cry every time. Yeah. Like I smile and I get teary every time I hear a voice. Yeah. So um, it's a process and it will be for a long time. It is a process. I think the weather helps. This was an especially brutal yeah. winter here in the Midwest. Not snow wise, but just cloud coverage just all the time wise. Yeah. So if you can get some sun, please do it. It helps. Um, now that it's spring, get outside. I feel a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's spring and it's raining six inches today, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think again, the whole point of the podcast is just being able to share because I think knowing other people have gone through hard stuff just makes it easier. Like, okay, they've gone through it and they've survived. I'm going through it. I can survive. Um, we're yeah. all kind of in the craziness together. Yeah, it kind of made me sad a little bit reading a lot of these messages. People are like, well, thank so you so much. So many people have gone through it. Everybody goes through it in some way. Yeah. Uh, but so many messages I got were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for like opening up about this and talking about it. I X, Y, Z, and I don't have anybody to talk to. And I'm just like, "Yeah, you can talk to me anytime you mm-hmm. need or want. I think the other thing of note as far as like how to be there for people, because this kind of kind of came up when we were talking about infertility as well. A lot of people try to make concessions to make your pain not as bad. Like, oh, my mom died. Well, at least you had 65 years with her or at least, you you know, you knew it was coming or or at least this, but this. And I think everyone is doing it well intentioned, but it doesn't help. It doesn't make it better. Like when we were going through infertility and couldn't have our second. Oh, at least you have one. Like, do you have no. one? Come on. That's not helpful. Yeah. So when you maybe are inclined to say that and trying to be thoughtful and helpful instead of saying at least X, Y, Z, just I'm really sorry. If there's right. any way I can be there for you, please tell me. I think that's really good advice. Thank you. I give really good advice. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. So again, if you go, if anybody wants to reach out to me. Yeah. Steve's uh, better talk, about his messages than I am. Yeah. Uh, Hawk underscore fit underscore. That's his business account or just SR Hawk is his personal one. SR Hawk. But get on that training bandwagon too. I'm telling you, it makes such a big difference when I'm working out just in life in general. 100%. Um, 100%. As every good doctor should always ask first, what's your exercise regimen? Yeah. Even if it's not with Steve, like get out, walk, lift some weights, you know. Push push your body up and down a couple times off yep. the ground. Yeah, yeah. If you're feeling sad, do ten push ups. Promise you, you won't be sad when you get up. <laughs> yeah. All right, boo. All right, well, I love Thanks. you. I love you. Thanks for getting on and being real and raw. Um, and until we meet again, uh, you guys have a lovely day, and I'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.